everybody, my name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 123 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. B. Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Brother, do you remember um, the music style called Grass Blue? Or is, oh, yeah. it, or is it Blue Grass? Blue Grass. They say they had Blue Grass in Kentucky. What? That's what I've heard. They got some I don't know. grass blue over there? That's what I say. Well, do you know who the king of bluegrass is? The king of grass blue. My grass is blue. I can't think of the name. I know you'd know. I'm not a big grass blue guy. Uh, R.S. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the man. The legend. Rally Sport? Rally Sport, yes. (laughs) A challenger rally sport. Uh, Re, 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 something about Ricky. 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 Skaggs. Skaggs. Ricky Skaggs. Yeah, that's right. He's the man. He's won about 15 Emmys. That's it? Amateur. <laughs> well, how old is Ricky Skaggs? I'm seeing a lot of gray hair on him right now, so I don't know. He's pretty old. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of challengers, mine's in the shop, but we won't go into that. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, did it's did not your challenger get a little bit of COVID? I'm just asking. Did, did he get COVID? He got car Say? COVID. Car COVID, huh? Car COVID. Yeah. Anyway, wasn't wearing the face shield, right? Well, it, no, no. <laughs> See, driving around with no face shield. You've seen that big snark yeah. on the front of it, yeah, that scoop with no mask on, sucking oh, all yeah. that air in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So, here's what Ricky Skaggs had to say. Uh-oh. You want to hear this, brother? I, you know what? I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle it, brother. I'm sure there's going to be lots of wisdom involved. You know, lots of discernment in there. You know, that's kind of heavy for this generation nowadays. Should, you know? should, should we give a a, a public uh, uh, announcement warning or? I think so. Say, you know, like yeah. uh, how, what do they call those when you uh, advisement? Yeah, right? a yeah, public like advisement. a warning. Okay. Yeah, kind of warnings. If like you, this material that you're about to listen could be. Right. You know, damaging to your emotional yes, yes, imbalance. Yes. This could be offensive to global your, to yeah. globalist heathens. Um, you know, uh, yeah. people of that sort. You know, hide your globalists and your heathens. Don't let them hear this. Yeah. You know, put them in the closet. Yeah. Whatever you need to do. 
to protect them from being offended by this. What you might experience a little bit of dizziness and yes, yeah, so they, they could have blurry vision. Things you know. could happen. Yeah. So ready for well, this? Folks, don't say we didn't warn you. All right, here we go. The king of bluegrass, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to this. Uh, I mean, it's just absolutely lovely people. Yeah. Uh, but the CCP, like the deep state here. No, that's Jeff Jansen talking there. Okay. That whole stinking yeah. mess and uh, enslavement. But anyway. Yeah, now, you, you know, know, Jeff, you, here's you were talking about. Uh, that's Ricky. You know, it the numbers Ricky. and the years. You know, that 1620 time period is when when the the pilgrims and people that came over for religious freedom, when they made a a covenant with God that this mm. nation would be dedicated to God. And, mm. you know, it's funny because, you know, God chose Israel. He chose the Jews. Mm -hmm. But America chose God. Mm -hmm. And God is a covenant-keeping God. We mm -hmm. may break our covenants, you know, and then come back <laughs> repenting, but God never breaks his. And that's, that's why we can be assured that God has this. He has this under control. Mm. And, uh, and I've, I love that about just knowing, you know, when you know God's past, you know his future. And uh, I, mm. I, I love that. God's just, he's not, uh, he's not ready to, to, to give up on America because mm -hmm. there is a remnant that has not given up on him. And he's always about the remnant. Mm. Yeah. Yep. It's very interesting with America from an outsider's point of view. Most outsiders know Florida, New York, California. Yeah. But the heartbeat mm. of America is God-fearing. Yes. Right yeah. through the middle of America. It is. That's, right. That's the That's bit right. that most people, and it's what most people underestimate. That's right. The hills and the hollers and the, yep. you know, in the mountaintops. The hills and the, and the hollers. Man, yeah, that's, that's right. right there, Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's our, that's the backbone and and the spiritual yeah. part, you know, of America. You and I get a chance to see that so much, going out and traveling and getting to talk to people after the shows, and just they just want five minutes to just say something to you, yeah, you right. know. And and many times it'll end up me getting a chance to pray with them right there, you know, and. Uh, People stand in line and they'll just they'll stand there and wait for me to pray for somebody. You know, they don't they're not looking at their watch. They're just being, you know, they're being kind. And, and uh, but there's so many good, good people. You know, it's I heard somebody say the other day, you know, like like 70 some odd million people. And I, I'm sure it's more than that that voted for President Trump when it's all said and done and it's all, and it's all flushed out. Right. But you think about, you know, probably half of those were really born again, God fearing people, you know, that love God. The rest of those people, they they're low hanging fruit. I think you know they're yeah. ready. They're ready to come in and 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 sign up and give their heart to to the Lord. Uh, they see something that's real, and I and I think what's what's happened is all of this disappointment, you know, from the election has got people so you know so ready to 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 come in, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, so I, I think. There's going to be a major revival in, you know, uh, that's that's going to come through this. I mean, Mario Murillo said, you know, there has to, there has to be a rude awakening before there could be a great awakening, and I think that's really where we've been for the last, you know, 
really the last four mm-hmm. years, but I mean, yeah. you know, certainly the last year, the last, yeah. you know, and, uh, but I'm, uh, I'm thankful for, for, uh, for God's, you know, ability to, to, to look past our, our problems and look at, you know, our, uh, his future, you know, um, yeah, you, you look at, you look at, uh, at America and I'll flip this back over to you, Charlie, you look at America um, you know, America really is. It's it's baseball. You know, um, baseball, apple pie, Chevrolet, and Jesus. You know, that, that's basically the the, you know, the American yeah. motto. Uh, but uh, you know, this whole thing when America finally wakes up, there are many people that are waking up, and it's not just America. It's it's the world absolutely waking waking up. This whole thing started, I think, in 1961 when. Uh, when uh, John F. Kennedy, All right. so, in terms of the exposure, <laughs> wanted to expose well, secret societies, wanted to expose. Okay, I kept trying. I, three times I pushed that thing; it wouldn't stop. Yeah. So uh, anyway, we, if we if we get it, go any further than that, it's it's going to get strung out, and we're not going to be able to have a stopping point. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I just wanted to hear that part where they're talking about God and. Uh, and uh, how God works, and I thought that was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought right. that was phenomenal theology coming right. out of Ricky. Out of uh, so this is Jeff Jan- J- Jeff Jensen, Ricky Skaggs, and Charlie Ward, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought it was just that their discussion was just phenomenal all the way yeah, through the video. That was actually that was really yeah that was good. That was yeah, good. yeah, that was I mean good. it was just really good and. Uh, so, but um, you know, you all, the reputation of musicians sometimes is it's not, not a good one. <laughs> not good, yeah, not good. Not um, very good, right, brother? Right, yeah. Uh, so there you go, folks. There's there's um, there's a musician that's got his act together, you know, and there's more of them. We just don't always hear about them. Uh, so your your thoughts, brother? No, that was good, and you're right. A lot of the times, musicians, they don't have the best reputation. Um, Especially uh, Christians that are musicians that play secular music, secular band, etc., etc. You know, they get bombarded more Mm -hmm. uh, in regards to why you're in the world, why are you playing the music of the world, and, you know... Everything that goes with it. Because if he was to label himself or put himself, you know, in under the Christian artist slash Christian band category, he wouldn't be as scrutinized as he would be being a secular. But it's, to me, first of all, they shouldn't be a Christian and then blank. We're either Christians or we're not. Right, brother? Whether we play in a band, we drive a taxi, we drive the bus, we are a check stand, we're Christians living in this world, right? Yes. That's how we make our money, our living. That's how we provide for our families. So when it comes to any, especially, again, playing in a secular atmosphere, they get scrutinized a lot, brother. And, man, their reputation is like they're in the world, so forget them. But when... There's conversations like these that tells you a lot about their doctrine and theology, which a lot of people probably are not much aware of it. Right. You know? Right. Well, what does that guy so, know, right? 
Oh, he just says he's a Christian by name. Yeah. He's you just, don't know he, until you hear... He's just a banjo player, right? Yeah, he's just a banjo. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the, a, the king of bluegrass. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah. He don't know anything. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So th- there is this stigma, I believe, of, you know, oh, Christian, living in the world. It's like, we live in this world. Hello. We are to do all things for the glory of God. We're supposed to build his kingdom. Exactly. Not just, I don't know what Christian things are, but everything that we do, we do for the glory of God, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, again, I, and I call that mentality Christianese. It's like, you know, Christian lingo with, that's how we want to care. I mean, because I, mean, I was stuck in it. You know, I thought Christian, 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 everything, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, right. when the Holy Spirit brings a paradigm shift in your mindset because you understand scripture accordingly right man it's a whole different way of thinking a whole different way of living brother but no that was amazing i mean to be able to sit there these three guys and just talk theology like that not only that in a world where you know they don't know god and these guys are just yeah right right that's amazing bro that's good stuff. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like that intro. Thank you. Hey, I got man, you're leading me the perfect way because I got man, I got this great theologian for you on a discussion, and then uh, you're uh, gonna tell me who it is or who do you think R- it, he Sproul. is or related <laughs> to RC Sproul, my favorite, one of my favorites. Oh, uh, I missed, I missed that brother. Oh, thank you for that video you yeah. sent. That was good, but I missed <laughs> that brother, man. I did too. Yeah, he <sighs> was so good. Yeah, so yeah. so good. I'm gonna hack into your boom. Is that the boom? Do you have yeah, let me turn the boom on. Oh, perfect! All right, here we go. It's a good one. You gonna tell me who this is? Ready for this one? Sure. All right. <clears throat> he might be your new uh, favorite theologian. Okay. By the way. Ready? All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Is a constant source of and protection. He's there to encourage you when you're down. And push you forward when you feel like giving up. If he cares for the birds of the air, how much more must he care for you? You are the apple of his eye. His most prized possession. That's how God feels about you. Among everyone in the world, he loves you like you're his favorite. Your heavenly father is the one who breathed life into you. You've been fearfully and wonderfully made. He's the one who gave you your smile, your personality, your gifts, your uniqueness. Everything about you has been carefully designed into what he calls a masterpiece. Tell me when when to stop if you can't take this deep theology, bro. Just tell me. You can stop, brother. <laughs> if the creator of the universe <laughs> is you sure? for us, yeah, yeah, there please. is nothing that <laughs> could stand against us. Does that please. tone sound familiar to you? That delivery when sound familiar to you? When my dad asked me to speak, I was on. Uh, I'm trying to place the voice. I can't hardly. Because of all the people. Lakewood's my home. Oh, my goodness. Joel Osteen? Here every week, it feels like someone this comes up and tells me. Jonathan Osteen. The son of, of Joel. Victoria and Joel Osteen. So I guess he started to dabble into preaching, which uh, you got to hear there, his theology. 
I, I think, I ladies, think and ladies and gentlemen, I got him. <laughs> he was so deep into thinking who it is, and then <laughs> once he realized what he was listening to, <laughs> he Go couldn't ahead, contain himself. <laughs> he started laughing and like, what in the world? That is Jonathan Osteen, bro, following in the footsteps of his father. It's like a wow, like a like a Tony Robbins of church. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> so we go from Ricky Skaggs to his great new theologian. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Do you conduct therapy after hours? <laughs> I think I need some now. <laughs> oh my goodness! The banjo player. I, I don't know. It just—it was perfect. The way we started, I go. Oh, I gotta show him this. Oh, this is gonna be great. The, the banjo player is the theologian, and the, and the preacher is the village idiot. <laughs> I think I need therapy. <laughs> oh my goodness! Sorry, brother. <laughs> oh jeez. And the reason why I. Play that, it's because, again, this kid probably grew up in church. He's been there every week, right? I think he even plays in the worship team. He leads and he plays guitar. Now he's preaching. This is a kid that grew up in church. So, to me, it's like Christianese to the M core. Why? Because he's been around church. And l- did you hear his theology? Yeah, it was horrible. It's it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. I mean, yeah. it's coming from Joel Osteen himself. And then you got Ricky Skaggs, that is a brother that's been playing secular music. That's just his job. He's living life to the glory of God. And mm-hmm. when he gets into a conversation about God, look at his theology. What a difference. It's phenomenal. I mean, it, it, you can tell he's got years of walking with the Lord. Yep. Studying scripture. Yep. You know, because he, when he was speaking, I was going, man, he understands it. He yep. understands life. Oh, yeah. He understands God. He understands how the two connect. Yeah. You know? Do you think Jonathan Osteen understands God and how? He's got the Christian lingo and the Christian uh, Joel Osteen version of Christianity look, probably. But he doesn't have any understanding now. No. He's no understanding no. at all. It's bad. I mean, it's Mm-mm. when I first heard it, I just heard it a day or so ago, and I, I, it was it was cringy. I cringed. I was like, no, why? And people were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Demonstrates to you how people have been programmed in their minds. Mm-hmm. Um. That's rough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, folks, are, uh, be honest with yourself. Are you still watching MSNBC, CNN, um, ABC, CBS, mm. PBS, Fox News? And uh, I'm still including Fox News. They haven't, they're not out of the doghouse yet, brother, even though they're yeah, trying. They're slowly getting there, right? They're trying, <laughs> but they're not out yet. Um, uh, you're being programmed, folks. You're being programmed with uh, narratives that are false, mm-hmm. 
and uh, they're programming you to think a certain way. I tell you what, go, go to my YouTube channel, Trail Thinker Jeff Claybrook, mm-hmm. and catch some real news. Uh, yep. Brother, you've been watching the channel, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So where, where do I go for my news? The good sources. Uh, we got some Newsmax in there. Yeah. We got some, uh, oh, what's that? A. I forget the. I uh, go to, if, if I'm in Africa, if I'm doing news out of okay. Africa, I'm getting it from African news sources. Right. I'm, I'm going on, on DuckDuckGo, and I, I, I found the mm-hmm. Africa news sources. Right. Right. Not. Americans yeah, news sources talking about Africa right. or European news sources talking about Africa. African news sources talking about Africa. Right. Okay. If I go to if I'm looking at Europe, I, I might do BBC. I might do a different um, network for Europe. If I'm going to Asia, I'm going to the Asian news sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Asian news network, right? Out of Asia, right. but it's in English, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to CNN, NBC, MSNBC, CBS. I'm going to those who are reporting the local news in their area. Yeah. It's better news. Most definitely. It's not programmed to indoctrinate people to think a certain way. It's almost like they're underground you know, sources. You can mm-hmm. almost call it. But it's open. It's right there. You, you just yeah, you can it. find them. You just yeah, got a little extra effort into finding them because right. the first thing, anytime you type the word news, guess what's going to pop up first? Well, you can't do it in Google because Google is going oh, to. Oh, no. They direct it directly to the big the big, uh, uh, the big big ones, you know, mm-hmm. CNN, thinking, um, what's the other one, MSNBC and, yeah. you know, all those. But, yeah. again, oh. we, they, they've been proven that they all pretty much operate the same way. There's a collage of a video put together mm-hmm. of all these top uh, news station, you know, uh, going into their segment, and they say the exact same thing, all of them. I right. mean, it, it, it's right. you're like no, and not until you you know somebody brings it out that you realize, wait a minute, yeah, that's it, that's that's pretty much what happens. Mm-hmm. It's like they all, it's like uh, robots mm-hmm. basically giving you news. They all repeat the same thing, the same introductions, the same way, the same wording. Mm-hmm. When you get news like you do, a little bit underground, sources that are not, then you get, you know, live, right. true news of really what's happening. Right. You right. know, and then there's a lot of good local journalists mm-hmm. that are actually doing a lot of work. Right. You know, and, and like you yeah. said, go to DuckDuckGo. Right. Uh, stay away the, from and, your... And I use... It, not only, you know, uh-huh. you say, yeah, but you go through Google to get to DuckDuckGo. Not if you get the app. Yeah. If and you, if you change your search engine, use right. DuckDuckGo. That's, yeah. Right. If you use the DuckDuckGo <laughs> app, you've changed your search mm-hmm. engine. Yep. And you get better sources of information. Yeah. You don't get the Google censorship. Yeah. Right. And uh, the Google narrative. So, yeah, that's very important. Um, and let me ask you another thing, brother. Yeah. Um, we had that incident in Georgia the other day uh, where some guy shot up the place and some, mm-hmm. and there were Asians that were 
Yeah, six. there were a couple. It was a massage parlor, right? In massage a, parlor, yeah. And it was a few masseuses that uh, masseuse that uh, well, a few eight people got killed total, I believe, right? And there was a few. I saw six. Did you see eight? I thought it was. Well, I might yeah. have seen one, but I yeah. think I saw eight. Okay, yeah. it might be eight. Um, and it, it was all. They were all killed in the massage parlor. Uh pretty as much. As far as I know, pretty much. Now, sure, I can look. Was for that it. all over the news? That's all over the place. Now, let me ask you. Uh-huh. There have been kids, mass number of children kidnapped in Africa. There have been kids attacked by militias and beheaded. Uh, there have been kids snatched away from their moms. Uh, there have been kids snatched up for human trafficking. It's all in the African news. Yeah. Have you heard any of that? Oh, and villages have been attacked and people have been killed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, more than eight. Right. More than eight. Have you heard any of that? Nope. In, not not CNN? Nope. Oh, no. MSNBC? No, no. no. ABC? No. CBS? Nope. Fox? Mm, nope, not even Fox. Nobody? Nope. They're in the dark. They're like, nope, we're not reporting on that. Does that make them... Mis- uh, misogynistic, hmm. maybe racist. Hmm. You know, maybe uh, I don't know. What else could you say? Um, very biased, right? Because extremely, they'll, they'll report yeah. on Americans being killed, right? Yep, right. Maybe of Asian descent, but still Americans, and make a huge deal out of it. Yeah, you know, and use it for some agenda that they want to push, probably gun control, mm-hmm. but totally ignore Africa. How many things have I reported over in the last two weeks? How many things have I reported on out of Africa of tragedies like that that everybody's a in? lot, a lot. It's almost every day. A lot, and the the greater part of those of those news that you report is that not only is you know regular folk getting killed, but Christians being persecuted, brother. Yes. Yes. They don't report on that. Are you kidding me? No. They Villages. An ch- entire church got massacred. Right. Right. I can't remember everything I reported on, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, I think that was one of them. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's, it's horrendous, the tunnel vision that we have. Yeah. And yeah. if you sit down and all you do is watch TV, then you're going to have a problem. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, I, the book is downstairs that I now want to read from. It means I have to go get it. You have to run and get it. Oh, by the way, guess who got, guess who got, um, um, whose fault it was on that uh, shooting here in Georgia? Well, they blamed it on a white guy. That's all I know. Yeah, but ultimately it's Trump's fault. Just want to let you know. Oh, it is. It's Trump's fault. He's out playing golf, and it's his fault. Yeah, yeah, it, it's his fault. How, I'm how, trying to find. There's a few people that came out <laughs> saying the the shooting was Trump's fault. It's Trump's fault. Um, and I was like, "Are you what? Wait a minute! What did you t- right?" And does that make sense to anybody? That uh, of course, most people are going to be uh, scratching their heads, going, "What?" Yeah, I yeah. mean. What did he do, right? 
Exactly. That's what I was so trying to. He's not even. He's, I gotta find it. But he, yeah, he's it, he's supposedly not even president anymore. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's. Uh, so. But yeah, he got blamed, brother, because it was his fault. You know, I don't know how it came but about. There's but no logical fault. connection. It's just his fault. It's an emotional. <laughs> just thing. his fault. I'm trying to find it, uh, but it, it was when I saw. I was like, wait, wait a minute, what? I don't know why it's his fault. What did he do? How was he involved with this? And I can't remember how the story went, but um, yeah, um, yeah. No, I'm gonna I'll, if I find it, I'll I'll, uh, I'll read on it. But well, let's see. I mean, we're not happy that that happened in Georgia. No, I mean, absolutely of course not. not. I mean, it's a horrible thing, brother. It's, it's always horrible. It's always bad. And do you want me to give give you a little bit on the on the story of exactly what happened or in the blame and all that? Here, and let me get your thoughts on it. Here we go. So eight dead in mass shooting at Atlanta spas. Gunman claims he was trying to eliminate temptation due to sex addiction. Sex, That's right. sex addiction. I remember. Se- do you remember se- that? Yeah, that was involved in it. The sex addiction. Okay, so it says yeah. here eight people, six of whom were Asian women, were killed on Tuesday evening after a young man initiated a mass shooting spree across three massage parlors in Atlanta, Georgia. So three massage parlors. So total eight killed, three massage parlors. So involved. he hit one, walked to another one, hit another one, yeah. and walked to another one. Uh, the gunman, 21-year-old Robert Aaron Long of Woodstock, began the attack around 5 p.m. at Young's Asian Massage near Ackworth, a northwest suburb of Atlanta. Atlanta Cherokee County Sheriff's Office spokesman Captain Jay Baker said two people were killed on the scene and three were taken to a hospital where two people also died. The second attack took place at around 5.50 p.m. at Goldspy in the Buckhead neighborhood of Atlanta. At the time, uh, local police responded to a call of a robbery taking place at the spa where three women were found dead with gunshot wounds. As police were present at the scene, they received a call about another shooting taking place across the street at the Aromatherapy Spa where another woman was found dead. Amongst the eight who were killed, six were Asian and two were white. Long was later taken into custody in Crisp County, about 150 miles south of Atlanta. He is currently being held at the Cherokee County Adult Detention Center. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Fortunately, Long's family managed to help authorities track him down through his cell phone because he could have taken more lives. So the family actually stepped in and gave the phone number so they can track him. Hmm. Uh, Long, who is a member of Crab Apple First Baptist Church in Milton, Georgia, told police that the shooting was not racially motivated and that he was trying to eliminate temptation due to sex addiction, including pornography. He made indicators that he has some issues, potentially sexual addiction, and may have frequented some of these places in the past. He does not claim that it was not racially motivated. He apparently has an issue with what he considers a sex addiction and sees these locations as something that allows him to go to these places. It's a temptation for him he wanted to eliminate. Those are comments that he made. So guess what, brother? Because he was a member of a church. (laughs) Oh, you're kidding me. He was a member of a church. He was a member of a church. You know what? Crab Apple First Baptist Church. 
Apparently, that's where his family went. Murder. He justified murder because of his sex addiction. Sex addiction. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yep. Wow. That's wow. uh yeah that's that's a hit. that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Well, at least it wasn't racially motivated, right? I mean, not that it makes you know the loss of life any. Uh, that that it doesn't matter, but I mean, at least it wasn't racially motivated to where, you know, things could have gone really sour now. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, well, he he says it's not racially. Motivated. That's what he says, right? That's right. what he claims. He just claims others, his addiction. And others automatically assume that it is, and and we don't know. Six out of the eight dead are Asian women. Two are white. <laughs> well, you know, of course, it could be argued that that just happened to be who worked there. Exactly. I mean, you know? and let's be real here. Right. I know people get hurt about stereotyping, but I'm sorry. These are true stereotypes. Spas, massage parlors, you know, nails places. Asians are excellent at it they work at that they 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 love doing it you can ask my wife anytime who is asian mm-hmm. really? right um it's true no it is true just mm-hmm. like you would find mexicans in a restaurant cooking mexican food or anywhere in the kitchen you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not a i mean it's a true stereotype it, it that's what we do right yeah you know but again and Things then, always get taken the other way to where and, they're and, trying to make a racial... And, and people from the South, like me, talk really slow. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a stereotype. A that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so we know all about that, right? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That's... So, did we know about this? No... More than 50,000 babies stolen from Spanish mothers under Frank, uh, Franco-era laws. Hmm. Was that all over the news? Never even heard of it. <laughs> Spain is failing to help families trying to trace babies stolen from their mothers, says mm-hmm. Amnesty Inter- International, yeah. which uncovered at least 50,000 cases of infants removed without their consent. Hmm. The human rights group says relatives trying to find their missing loved ones are being offered insufficient and inadequate resources despite a scandal which has haunted Spain for decades. In a report published on Tuesday, Amnesty documents show that after the Spanish Civil War between 1936 and 1939, some minors who were repatriated from exile abroad were given to families judged to be more suitable by the dictatorship of General Francisco Franco. Others were taken away from their mothers by the authorities because they were in prison, not married, or were thought to be left-wing. Isn't that interesting? That is very much interesting. According to Amnesty International, even after the death of Franco in 1975, the state took little interest or care to stop a culture of stealing babies by doctors, priests, or nuns, um. a practice which carried on long after the dictatorship. And what what they've discovered, brother, uh-huh. uh, that 
people don't know is that a lot of these babies were, um, or a lot of these kids were funneled into human trafficking mm. uh, and uh, pedophilia. Wow. Uh, yeah, by, there's a lot of that by going these on. agencies. Sure, yeah, uh, there's a lot of that going it, on. It's starting to come out that some of these uh, agencies that take kids out of the home mm-hmm. are some of the biggest human trafficking pedophile sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, the human trafficking of children for the purpose of pedophilia. Yeah, but you don't hear that. You don't hear it. No, nope. that that's not important. Nah. Uh, going after some white guy because he shot up some yeah. massage parlors as being racist, yeah. uh, that's important. Reparations are important, bro. You know? Re- exactly. Reparations are important. Exactly. Know? African news. Uh, Magafuli died from COVID, says Tanzania opposition leader Tundo uh, Lisu. Now, this was the president of Tanzania. He's a, that's a, that's a country that's in the southern part of Africa. Not too far from South Africa. He he came up missing. He, he was missing for 17 days. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the president of the country. And nobody could figure out what happened to him. So yesterday it came out that he passed away from a heart attack. Today, it's being said that he died of COVID. Wow. <laughs> and so, once again, a heart attack is equivalent to COVID in our mod- in our twisted world. Uh, but does anybody hear about this? No. no. Does anybody hear about uh, you know all of the? Di- I mean, I can go through Africa news, and it would shock people. It would shock oh, yeah. people. Yeah. What what has happened? What is happening? Uh, there's horrible, horrible stories, yeah. bro. Right. I, I'm looking as you're, you know, reading some of the stories. I mean, I, I quickly, you know, same thing. Doctor, I have, I use Doctor Go right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Islamist militants reportedly beheaded children in Mozambique. Yes. Why? Because they wanted to convert these children, forcing right. to convert them. Right. I, I reported on that the other day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. I did. That's right. Yeah. I heard it on uh, your uh, a specific case of that actually, yep. where a family was telling their story. It was horrific. Yeah, no, you know? but you're right. I mean, I mean, if there's not going to report it, there's only certain headlines that you'll find on you know small news uh, uh, sources, right? But they're kind of hidden, so you have to look for them, you know. But but yeah, what is it that uh, American news media believes that African people are of less value than other people? Is that what they think? <laughs> I don't. know. I'm just asking the question. You know. <laughs> You know, you're just asking, bro. I mean, maybe, they, asking, maybe bro. they should answer that question. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, back here in the states, Republicans filed an emergency lawsuit. Uh, there was I'm trying to remember how many states. Let me see. Let me. Oh, let's see. Let me go here. Okay. Oh, I just lost it. I think it was twelve states filed the lawsuit to to um, stop the. Uh, the order to end the pipeline from working. They said that mm. uh, they can't do that legally, or the president cannot do that legally, <clears throat> that yeah. that has to go through legislature for that to be done. And so there you go. There you go. Let me go back, and uh, here we go. Let's see if we can bring, it, bring up the full article. 
about blank, huh? Oh, I did it again. Okay. So we'll move right along. Out of Asia. Hmm. Nearly 1,000 China nationals nabbed in Malaysia, basically for spying. An entire <laughs> spy network was yeah, nabbed. Yeah. Uh, I mean, here's one. Who, who, who reported on this? 73 killed in uh, Tazgam train inferno in Pakistan. <coughs> hmm. Fire was caused by a cylinder blast, according to government officials. Uh huh. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Or was it an act by the deep state to attack that train and send a message? Hmm. Or or was some terrorist group putting a BOMB on the train? Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. uh, what's the real story? But you see, that's what you have to do, ladies and gentlemen. You have to start questioning even reporters. You have to start questioning news reporters. Most definitely. You have to open your own eyes and say, okay, well, you know, trains can derail, things can happen, but cylinder blast? What? Mm. I mean, are we talking, oh, I'm, I'm thinking internal combustion engine. I've seen cylinders go through engine blocks. Mm-hmm. They don't explode. It's, right. a, it's a piece of metal going through another piece of metal. That's it. Right. Engine shuts off. There's no explosion. There's no blast. A cylinder blast is that what they're telling us? Yeah, the only way it's going to blast off is there's something else in there. Right. And these <laughs> trains run big, huge diesel engines. Yeah. If a cylinder goes, if if a cylinder, you know, pops loose or if the engine blows, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It normally doesn't create a fire. This is not the movies where <laughs> exactly. they use par- you know they use uh, pyrotechnic stuff to blow up cars and stuff. To, yeah. you know. No, in real life that doesn't happen. So you know you have to look. You have to question everything. And uh, but no, nobody reported on that. No. So you know, I mean, the, the point is, is that uh, we can easily get tunnel vision. And we oh, yeah. can easily be programmed. Anybody who thinks they can't be programmed has already been programmed, oh, you yeah. know, in their mind. Uh, we don't think outside the box. We don't think outside of the news media, which is the box. Yeah. You know, yeah. And we don't go and look and say, okay, what's really going on around the world? Right. Um, and so we get a false picture of the world. Mm-hmm. Because we're not opening our mind up to all the everything, all the good, all the evil. Now you get all of it; it could be overwhelming. But I'm just saying, without the tunnel vision, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know, yeah. um, Africa is a wonderful case of that, where it's been ignored for years. Nobody's paid attention to Africa, right. and Africa has suffered a lot. African nations. Oh yeah. Yeah, talk about suffering and the nation suffering. I mean, they've, <laughs> they're still going through a lot of they're, stuff. They're still going through a lot of stuff. You know, so, yeah. It's, it's, and it's probably the white man and Trump's fault, right? And pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much, you know. And we can, I, I mean, we've spoken about this before in the past. And, you know, we've seen it through our, you know, history here in the United States living here. The indoctrination has started from our schools, our public school system. And that's why you have these kids, these people have tunnel vision, bro, because they've been indoctrinated as such. 
such to believe this. We think this way. That's the only way to do it. You're not you're not taught to think outside the box. Think for yourself. Right. You know, right. challenge your mind. Look at other things around the world, not just the state. The United States is not the end of all. Right. The end of all, you know, the end all of all things or right. countries. And to continue on, brother, on mm-hmm. you know the same subject you have as to you know news never reported or rarely reported. I got a good one for you. And, okay. Um, I'm extremely sure that this wasn't reported as much as it should have been. New Dead Sea Scrolls Discovered, including biblical fragments from Zechariah and Nahum. Archaeologists have discovered new Dead Sea Scrolls fragments in the cliffs of the Judean desert south of Jerusalem. The recovered scroll pieces contain lines written in Greek from the biblical books of Zechariah and Nahum and date back to the 2nd century. 2nd century AD or, or 2nd century BC? I, they don't say. Let's see. The Dead Sea Scrolls provide profound confirmation of the accuracy of biblical translations as they date remarkably close to the writing of the original manuscripts. Fragments of every book of the Bible ex- except Esther have been found. The new finds are the first portions of Bible fragments that have been discovered by archaeologists in close to 60 years and are the product of meticulous excavation in the Nahal Hever region that began in 2017. Scholars believe that, like the main collection of Dead Sea Scrolls uncovered in the 1940s and 1950s near Qumran, these pieces were hidden away during armed violence occurring after Jewish uprisings against Rome. That's probably, yeah, that seems like it's around AD, right? Yeah, probably. So that's a, when the war was taking place. It's a Greek version of the old covenant yeah. books. So. Additional finds included rare coins, the mummified skeleton of a young girl. And a woven reed basket believed to be the oldest such basket in the world. That's interesting stuff. Yeah. That didn't get reported as much, right? And they, they mentioned, how, uh, as far as the translation of the Greek, how accurate it was or anything? Uh, let's see. I got another one that says, uh, talking about the same uh, find. Two dozen biblical scrolls, fragments from the book of Zechariah, were recently unearthed in a Dead Sea cave in Israel. The fragments are believed to be 2,000 years old and were recovered as part of a rescue mission to recover all the artifacts in the cave. So I believe they were in a cave. Uh, one of the fragments reads from Zechariah 8, 16, and 18, stating, These are the things you are to do. Speak the truth to one another. Render true and perfect justice in your gates. And do not contrive evil against one another. And do not love perjury, because all those are things that I hate, declares the Lord. According to the pre- to a press release obtained by the Jerusalem Post, the purpose of the dig was to collect these artifacts and any other found, any others found before robbers come in and excavate on their own to sell the artifacts on the black market. The director of the Israel Antiquities Authority, Israel Hassan, explained that the aim of this national initiative is to rescue these rare and important heritage assets from the robbers' clutches. The newly discovered scroll fragments are a wake-up call to the state 
Resources must be allocated for the completion of this historically important operation. We must ensure that we recover all the data that has not yet been discovered in the caves before the robbers do. Some things are beyond value. Uh, let's see. In addition to the scroll fragment, Archaeologists uh, also unearthed it. A well-preserved basket. We talked about basket. And a child skeleton dating back 6,000 years. This one puts it at 6,000 years. And the basket to be 10,500 years old. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's a part of the Greek Septuagint. Uh, you know what? I guess as they go along examining these more, we'll, we'll get more information as to yeah. you know the source of. Uh, I'm always interested in the transmission of the text, which is uh, you know from copies or a copy of a copy, right? right. And the, um, the translations, how accurate they are, how accurate the copies are, right? Um, because. Typically, the Dead Sea Scrolls have been found to be extremely accurate. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, just amazingly accurate. Beyond what anyone would expect from if it was just a natural transmission of the text. Right. I mean, as accurate as they have been, uh, you would almost have to infer divine intervention or divine guidance of the text to, yeah. to bring it in that accurate mm. you know i mean it's just amazing what they've been able to do yeah so Hope, i'm hoping that they give us more detail as to you know like you said yeah, the type of nice. manuscript and because yeah that's always interesting stuff not only that it, it that's something that should be reported. I mean, because, uh, come on, we're talking about the creator of the world. Uh-huh. <laughs> His inspiration. Right. Why right. wouldn't they want to, you know, the only reason why they don't report it, because, especially if it's from an atheist, you know, perspective, they don't want nothing to do with what they got, you know, because this proves that there is a God even more. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, not that he needs to prove anything. I mean. Right. Atheism today anymore is largely insignificant in society at this point. Yeah. Most people I I see on social media and elsewhere are believers in God in some form. Yeah. You know, but they believe in a, a divinity beyond ourselves. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, they may have a a different version of God, yeah. which you know would need to be dealt with. <laughs> you know, as far as I don't uh, even call them atheists anymore, bro. I call them truth suppressors. <laughs> truth suppressors, yeah. Well, Romans <laughs> Romans one says there's no such thing as an atheist. Really, right. I mean, it's uh, yeah. Romans one says they're just suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. Yeah, and they know the truth; they just suppress it. Yep, that they is may true. Even, may, even, <laughs> may even convince themselves, you know, yeah, that yeah, uh, what they believe true. is true. Well, I was talking about people being programmed in their minds, and mm-hmm. uh, I know that's that's kind of rough stuff for people to hear. But I want you to hear it this way. This is very interesting. He says, uh, I'll, "I'll go up. I'll go up here. I'll, well, see. I'm gonna have to do a little bit of reading to get the full context." He says this. Note that this is from someone who, okay, this is from a previous quote. This keeps going back and back. I think I'm going to have to just, I'll, I'll come down here and start on the bottom of page give 48. A, give us a source. and This is uh, Open Your Mind to Change, a guidebook to the Great Awakening. Now, this is not a Christian. Mm-hmm. He's not hostile toward Christians at all. Okay. But uh, he is brilliant. And mm. he does understand 
Uh, well, he's uh, a British computer scientist based in London and has also lived and worked in the USA. Following a career as a telecoms industry guru, he became a whistleblower on corruption in tech and media. Wow. As a result, yeah. he has become a leading authority on the Q phenomenon and an outcast in his industry. Mm. Uh, but when I, since I've got to read his book, and wow. Yeah. The guy's really smart. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but here, here it comes. There is a simplistic view of society that dark power is confined to small-scale conspiracies and that these cannot con- coalesce and become a cancer of criminal culture. Hmm. Exposure would not would, would exposure would be too easy. One whistleblower and the media would pick up on it. The existence of totalitarian societies show shows this to be false. Dark power can grow to displace the light via violence, subversion, and deception. In the case of the modern West, what if the mass media was itself corrupt to the core and little more than a mouthpiece for globalist gangster government? What if an alliance, an alliance of secret societies, intelligent, intelligence agencies, bloodline families, corrupt officials, and usurious bankers colluded mm. to rob the rest of the population and enslave them? What if they used extortion, blackmail, and mind control technology to achieve their ends? The false assumption of many is that such a totalitarian deep state couldn't happen. Mm. And incredulously, and, and incredulously, oh, let me try this again, and incredulity barrier stops otherwise rational people from seeing what is starting what is staring them in the face. Yeah. The Western mass media has sold them endless false flag attacks, health, fake health scares, and fraudulent politicians. Nonetheless, the masses keep on watching the TV news as if it were healthy and wholesome factual information. Mm. I'll read that again. The Western mass media has sold them endless false flag attacks, fake health scares, hmm. and fraudulent politicians. <laughs> wow. Nonetheless, the masses keep on watching the TV news as if it were healthy and wholesome factual information. This is captured nearly, neatly, I'm sorry, this is captured neatly by the indomitable Joe M., a.k.a. Storm is Upon Us, who posted on Twitter on February 25th, 2020. You know why they stay asleep? Because all those cameras, clean-cut anchors, Ivy League educations, graphics, resources, high-rise buildings, decades of being in my living room, it's impossible, all caps, that they could be controlled by a criminal super mafia trying Mm. to destroy the world. The battle in which we are immersed is one to awaken the masses to a very unpleasant reality. Crimes against humanity have been, according, have been occurring on our watch and without us paying attention. Hmm. 
Millions of children are disappearing into human trafficking networks, never to be seen again. Billions of people are being poisoned by their food, environment, and medicines. Everyone is being ripped off by a banking system founded upon debt slavery, <laughs> asset bubbles, and warmongering. The corporate media is just a mouthpiece of this structural elite. So what if the good people organize themselves, likely over a long period, to change this tragic and long-standing state of affairs? What if there was an exigency to this process, as the cancer of corruption threatened to kill its host? What if we are right now witnessing the silent break the silent war break through into the open. The following anonymous post from the boards that I have truncated comes via at M2Madness on Twitter. If all was revealed, it would crash society, our economy, our people. Just because you can handle it doesn't mean everyone can handle it. Mm. It would... Uh, put us in wars, it would create havoc across the globe. The reason it's a silent war is because they want to continue with society when it's done. The silent war has a traditional kinetic component. For instance, there have been many seismic events that would indicate the destruction of underground military bases, for their signature is not a natural one. There is also a spiritual component, as the satanic method is to invert right and wrong, and to encourage good people to join in movements with bad outcomes by persuading them by, by deception. It is the moral thing to do. Mm. Lastly, and perhaps most importantly, it is an information war. The mass media has been weaponized by criminals many of whom are loyal to foreign states. This means these institutions literally are enemies of the people. The guns of information warfare in the hands of citizens are computers, internet connections, and social media. This fight for narrative supremacy between the deep state media and the patriot public is now coming to a head. Wow. Which is where digital soldiers come in. To borrow a term from General Flynn, we are an irregular insurgent force on a real battlefield with physical world consequences to our fight. These ver this very book is a piece of terrain in the war. I have chosen to speak my mind and to fight. I am a strategic communications asset, too likely monitored by the military as a consequence. Glad to be of service. Some of us have seen the enemy's eyes, and we will not cease our pursuit until their propaganda factory is, is out of action. Mm. No more will we tolerate media being a tool to protect the guilty and ruin the innocent. The days of naive, naively allowing our family to be socially engineered via purported entertainment are over. Mass media, the mass media's control over the public psyche 
is dependent on the true nature of dark power remaining concealed. Mm. Crucial to the mass media's good deception is that the dots of wars, crimes, and crooks do not get connected. The public's attention is endlessly drawn from one manufactured story to the next, without them ever being linked. There has, until now, always been a new distraction lined up, ready to seize the headlines should anything awkward come to light that needs to be buried. As digital soldiers, our battle is to connect what was not connected, to set upright that which is inverted, to shine light on that power that was previously in the dark. Mm. We provide a true, transparent, and accountable alternative to the corrupt corporate mass media. This conflict will be won when the masses get the big, big picture of dark power and how it has abused, robbed, and enslaved them for generations. Except a noisy great awakening to end the silent war. I expect, he says, expect a noisy great awakening to end the silent war. So, I think that, when I read that originally, I thought, that really nails it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I don't think I could have said it any better. No. That nails it. I mean, that's precisely what has been happening. Yeah. Uh, People are being programmed. They are believing the media. Not so much anymore, though. The good news is, less and less people are believing the media now. They're yeah. starting to figure it out. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, wow, a lot of stuff. I'm processing still some of the things that you read. And, uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, you've spoken about it before in regards to just from, you know, uh, sharing about globalism and, and the globalist and, you know, how they have a, sta- a status quo, you know, and that's their mission and how, uh, you know, the American people have been so blind to that. But I think since Trump became president, there's been quite the paradigm shift in people's states of mind. Starting to question things, starting to look into things that they probably probably never did before. Right. You know, started realizing how everything from and in his his perspective from a technological standpoint mm-hmm. i mean and people are starting to go wait a minute whoa yeah oh we see it now i mean look at uh social media censorship right how's that going you know well yeah uh, community guidelines are so laughable yeah because they purport to be uh the final word in morality yeah exactly you know they really do and they're not moral no, they're not moral, and the people—they don't know what morality is. They don't. They have no clue. They have no clue. And what? And the people who put those guidelines together have no clue, right? About real morality, real spirituality, real truth. They are clueless. Oh yeah. And sometimes they need to be shaken out of their uh, cluelessness, out of their their uh, comfort zone, right? Because it's when you get out of your comfort zone. That you're forced to face yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. And um, I think they're too comfortable. Mm-hmm. They've been too comfortable. 
and they became little tyrants. Yeah. Well, well I'm, the thing is, is that that's human nature. Any of us can become little tyrants when we get way too comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, and we think, ah, yeah. oh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm the boss. You know, I oh, be- yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I believe my own press, you yeah. know. Uh, and so these dot-com companies are as much uh, doctrinal cults, religious cults, as they are corporations, mm-hmm. in my humble opinion. And uh, that's where that comes out of. Yeah. Well, we don't. We're going to do community guidelines to make sure nobody's offended, to make sure nobody is bullied, and to make sure. Okay, so you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You're trying to protect people from being bullied online, and yet you're tossing the entire thing out. You're tossing out honest dialogue. You're tossing mm-hmm. out the ability to actually communicate honestly with each other uh, so that iron can sharpen iron, so that you can learn from each other, so that you can disagree with each other, but at the same time uh, cause each other to have thought-provoking moments where uh, you go, you know, I, he hit me with this, and I I never really thought about that before. That's the mature and the honest man that does that, or the mature and honest woman that does that. Yeah. The the child reacts and becomes defensive. Mm. The adult studies and analyzes and self-examines. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And determines, okay, oh, you know, I think he was right, or no, he wasn't correct on this. Um, but that takes time. It takes analyzing something that has been said or you've been told and it takes time it takes patience yeah it takes honest dialogue mm-hmm. and that is what they have killed that's what they have killed yeah. so the if when you read through the community guidelines you read through them and you go you know they seem innocent on the surface <laughs> but in reality they're fascist almost at, at definitely best. Yes. In the way they paint it, it's almost like, oh, we're just being nice. You know, we're, we're doing this nicely to let you know there's certain things you cannot say. Because we have these community guidelines. First of all, who in the heck make you, made you God to provide us with some guidelines in the community? Did you get together with a panel or a board? Did or they, is it something that you thought... Yeah, did anybody ask for my input? Exactly. Before they formed those communities. Secondly, guidelines? what what's the source of your morality? Because last I checked, the only source of morality, or the the only standard, mm-hmm. it's God Himself. He's right. the one that set that standard for morality. Right. Therefore, you are actually borrowing from my Christian worldview. Well, they are to even sometimes, make any moral call. Some, sometimes they're contrary to Christian worldview. Oh, oh, that by far, yes. <laughs> But yep. the yep. essence of morality, of what morality is, it's it's a standard set right, by God. Right, right, right. You know, yeah, they just, yeah. I mean, because they have nothing, brother. I mean, that the dust, the stardust right. created the morality? Did, you know what I mean? No, they make it up out of thin air. They're making it out. Without God, they make yeah. it up out what of thin What they air. feel, mm-hmm. but again, we've spoken about the sense of the divine. Right. There's a reason why you even have a remote thought of what you think morality is because you have a sense of divine things, which, guess what? It's God. 
You just remain rebellious. It's the same old story that's been around since Genesis. And that is, does man appoint himself as God? Mm -hmm. Or does man bow to one one true God? Yeah, you said it. You know that's mm-hmm. that's, and they're appointing themselves as God. Yes, for they're sure. They're appointing themselves as the purveyor of what can and cannot be. Yeah, um, and they've been grilled on Capitol Hill for this yeah. time and time again, and they just keep saying, "Well, no, that's that's our guidelines." They keep referring to their guidelines. You see, they don't believe that they are um, submitted. Or should be submitted to any nation's laws. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, because they're an international corporation. Mm-hmm. They have their own law. Yeah, we got to create our own. Yeah, you know? we are an entity. We're a nation within ourselves as a corporate right, entity. Right, right. And uh, we don't have to abide by any nation's laws or dictations to us, uh, other than you know taxes and things like that. Right. Bus- business law, business. Mm-hmm. business but when it comes to how they conduct their social interaction on their platform, government has no say in that. Mm-hmm. The people have no say in that. Yeah, We determine that because we are the elite. Right. We are the smart people. We right. are the people that know better. Mm-hmm. We have to... Um, we have to micromanage... The world, basically, because we think that the lesser people, the people less than us, yeah. uh, are not capable of being civil within themselves. Mm-hmm. They're not right. capable of having civil discourse. And they're not capable as a group of calling in another individual out when that individual is not being civil. Uh, now, we have to do that because they don't have what we have. They don't have our intellect. They don't have our superiority. They don't have our superiority when it comes to morals and all of that. We are superior to them, so we have to micromanage them mm. and and shut them down when they step outside when they step out of line. Yeah. Or delete their video. Or delete their twit tweeter or whatever they call it. The, Tweet. tweet, yeah, yeah. From and, Twitter uh, account. Yeah, I forgot Twitter. Suspend your, suspend your Twitter so, account, yeah. right? Or they suspend the account. Yeah. Suspend, and yeah. So they become the purveyor of right and wrong, right. truth and untruth, and yet they don't get it right. Right. And uh, so this yeah. that is fascism oh, big in time. its purest form. Big time. I mean, yeah. I've seen posts, they have profanity, I mean, it just, I mean, because stuff, you know, it'll pop if it's anything that they feel like, oh, this is something you can check out. But there's been profanity. Uh, I mean, you're talking, uh, uh, you know, uh, almost nudity, brother. I don't see any of that being censored. I don't see anybody being, uh, you know, suspended well, for I that. I did a report where Twitter didn't even censor um a minor being exploited sexually on on their platform. Exactly. Oh, that that pedophilia, that pedophile type of thing is. Right. It was perfectly okay. Yeah. Oh, we we couldn't control it. We can't control the way they post. Really, but you can suspend the president of the United States for saying something. Completely, for saying exactly something completely innocent. Mm-hmm. You know. 
yeah. or others for saying something completely innocent. Yeah. They just right. don't like what was said. Right. So right. this is that was the problem. Um, the world so, we live in, brother. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is why they're not going to survive. Yeah. As platforms, this is why I can see the downfall of YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Um, the, those old Instagram. Yeah. I know. guess they're old established ones now. I mean. Yeah. But uh, does anybody remember MySpace? Oh yeah, where did they go? Yeah, believe it or not, they're still around. Does but any, they're not big they're anymore. Not that big? Does anybody ever even go there and look? I mean, I had a MySpace. I haven't looked at it in years. Rare that anybody either yeah. even mentions it. You know, this is where I believe Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube are going. They are going by the way of MySpace. They will eventually become largely insignificant. Yeah. In society, and they will have done it to themselves. They will have killed themselves with their own self righteousness. Mm. That's what will kill them. And and platforms like Rumble and BitChute, uh, there it's just we're just around the corner of them thriving. Yeah. And other platforms coming online. I know Mike Liddell is going to bring one online. Trump is going to bring one online. Mm. By competition, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook are in big, big trouble. Yeah, They're yeah. not going to survive another 10 years, in my humble opinion. Yeah. Now, I've only been wrong on one prediction in this... <laughs> Podcast so far, one Just prediction. <laughs> I know the one. I know the one I messed up on, but uh, <laughs> but I may I may not have messed up on as bad as people think. But mm. uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see in the coming right, months. Right, we'll keep that in but mind. Uh, but but um, but I think this is what's inevitable. Yeah, because as people become more and more outraged with community guidelines when they claim to be a platform but they're operating as an editor, but they're taking advantage of claiming to be a platform by getting special privileges that other editors don't get. And that's why the legislation is trying to be pushed through. It's to, to you know, restrict them mm-hmm. on that, but it's, it's, you know, kind of dead on arrival now since, uh, yeah. since the election. So, Oh, yeah, that's a word. We're dealing with something completely, yeah. No, we should just, <laughs> yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry. No. Well, no. But in not. way of closing, mm-hmm. and I like that we're going to close like this. Tell us about your experience with uh, your social platform <laughs> shutdown. And do you want me to play it? Play the video. Your response to them. So give us a little bit of the backstory. Let me bring on the boom. This is a, this is, this is a perfect with, setup because the way you read from the book and where, where we spoke And I'm going to end with R.C. Sproul. How's that? Uh, that's beautiful. We'll I love it. R.C. Sproul. So um, I had one today that was, that was uh, taken offline because mm-hmm. I apparently violated community standards or community guidelines. Guidelines. Right? Yes, yes, guidelines. They're their guidelines, Bro. not mine. Yeah, violating I don't play, guidelines. See, here's the thing. I don't play their game. And I don't go crawling to them for forgiveness. 
I don't grovel before them, and way too many people have. And I think we need to stop. We need to stop groveling before these people. We need to start calling them out. And here's how I did it. So let me bring up, bring this up. Oh, people are going people going to be freaking out when they hear this. But uh, this was today. Uh, the, the beef loves it. So oh, I love it. Me, it was oh, awesome. Where'd it go? Come back. Here we are. Now they haven't deplatformed this one yet. Mm, okay. I think I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But here it comes. Hello, YouTube execs. Hello, YouTube community guidelines, Nazi gurus. You fascist. How are you today? Guess what? You cannot enslave us. You're not going to succeed. You will fail. You cannot take away our liberties, our freedoms. You will fail. You are failing. There's more to come. We're not stopping. You might want to get your stuff in order. Because your days as a platform might be numbered. You will not stop we the people. We won't be put down or enslaved by your stupid, idiotic community guidelines. When you purport to be a platform, but in reality, you're an editor. More to come. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I'm going to have more to say. Oh, I, I, I know. I know you're going to have more to say. Yeah. Tell us what was the subject or the theme matter of uh, your video that was not uh, posted. In it was video. very uh, inspirational. Okay. Um, patriotic. Okay. And spiritual. Mm. It had... Uh, That's a combination it, that is it, frowned upon, bro. It, it had Christian uh, scripture in it. Mm -hmm. It had Christ on the cross. Mm -hmm. It had, uh, had some things about Q in there. There were some things about Q. And we the people. And rising up against tyranny. And the music and the arrangement was absolutely amazing. And uh, the original video basically was saying, share this before it's uh, banned from, uh, from social media. Mm. It didn't take them long. It banned it really fast. Oh, it banned it quick, yeah. Yeah. And, so it, and that was contained within an even a larger video that I was doing. That was just a portion of my video. Mm. I did news. I did a, a the beginning of a song by Leonard Skinner talking about things that are relevant today. Yeah. Uh, and fair use doctrine says I can do that on my videos, by the way. Yes. That is legal. And, um, boy, it didn't take them. I think they deplatformed it within 30 minutes after I posted it. It was that fast. <laughs> so they probably had already been tracing that particular video that I contained within mine. And so they uh, want to throw you in social media jail, bro. Oh, I think they were highly, highly offended because... Patriotic the, and yeah. spiritual? Yeah. Because their, their pharisaic self-righteousness was insulted. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we need not be 
Pharisees, and we need not be self-righteous. But we also should never, ever grovel before a fellow Pharisee. Christ never groveled before the Pharisees. Mm-mm. Neither did John the Baptist. They, he never groveled before the Pharisees. He called them out. Yeah. And so I'm not going to grovel before the, the YouTube community st- guideline Nazi Pharisees. Uh, I'm going to call them out and tell them exactly what, what their problem is, what their issue is. Nobody comes to Christ unless they first understand that they're a sinner. Sometimes you got to knock them upside the head to get them to understand they're a sinner. Yep. Sometimes you got to point out in such a way that it's extremely clear, extremely mm-hmm. offensive, but also extremely clear. Oh yeah. Sometimes being offensive is the way that people get their life straight. Mm-hmm. When, it's, when you're talking about an alcoholic, one of the ways that alcoholics get their life straightened out is through intervention. Family members and counselors go and they have an intervention with the alcoholic and they get they real straight with them. And they give them, they basically give them, lay down the law. Either you get your life straightened out, either you detox from the alcohol and get in a program, or you're losing your family. You're losing, you're losing everything. You know, if it takes you hitting bottom to straighten your life out, then so be it. Yeah. We're not yeah. going to enable you. We're not going to be codependent. <clears throat> Right. You know, we are going to set clear boundaries. I'm not going to be codependent to YouTube. I'm not going to enable YouTube in their unrighteous self-righteousness. I'm going to call them out. Good. And that's the loving thing to do. Yep. That's the loving thing to do. Let's go to R.C. Sproul. Let's go to our man, R.C. Sproul. Missed that. No, I promised it. I got to find it. I got it in, uh, I got it right here. All right. Uh, I like this one. If we can get it to play. Church must come back to confidence in God's way of doing God's work. That blueprint is a blueprint that God guarantees. We're living in strange times in terms of how the church functions. We have been caught up with a fierce desire to find a way to relate to this culture, this world out there that has been immunized to Christianity. We're trying to find new ways, new methods to reach the lost. And that motivation is a righteous one because we should have compassion for the lost. We should have a zeal for reaching the lost. The danger is when we ask the lost how they want to come into the kingdom of God, how they want to worship God, and how they want to hear the word of God, and then tailor our strategy and our method to their tastes and their preferences. Dear friends, that's fatal. 
And sooner or later, the church must come back to confidence in God's way of doing God's work. Because the Bible does give us a blueprint for evangelism. Hmm. It gives us a blueprint for reaching the lost. And it gives us a blueprint for generating spiritual growth among the people of God. And that blueprint is not a matter of rocket science or of Madison Avenue technology. It is a blueprint that God guarantees will not be fruitless. Because in the first instance, it is to be accomplished by the method of proclaiming the word of God. Mm. That power that changes lives, that power that purifies the soul is the power of God, the Holy Spirit, working in and through the word of God. And God has established a church a fellowship and communion of believers to gather for mutual support and edification and encouragement to be a group of people who in their assembly experience an extraordinary kind of love and that that grace that comes through the preaching of the word is confirmed by the sacraments that Christ has given to his church and strengthened by the discipline of prayer, personal and corporate. Whatever else we try to do to make the message attractive to a fallen world, we must never, ever, ever negotiate those fundamental biblical methods of worship and of preaching, of evangelism, and of spiritual growth. Again, I want to plead with you that the constituent nature of human beings has not changed with Generation X or with the baby boomers. Television changes culture. Technology changes the way that we do things. But the fundamental constituent nature of your humanity remains the same as it was when God created Adam and Eve. That the way to the heart is through the mind. And mindless Christianity never really produces the purification of the soul. The purification of the soul comes through obeying the truth of the word of God through the spirit of God. There aren't any substitutes for that. There aren't any shortcuts. There's no such thing as sanctification in three easy lessons. <laughs> Thank you for listening. All right. Ultimately, I missed that brother, but nobody like him. We got all his audio and we can listen to still. What's All Saints Sunday again? Huh? 
Osteen's son, what is his first Jonathan name? Jonathan Osteen. Well, see, we got Jonathan Osteen now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we can kind of lean on him, right? Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Lord, sorry. I know you're judging us. <laughs> we went from Marcy's Sproul to Jonathan Osteen. <laughs> That's our uh, own fault. God help us. God help us. God you help said us. it, brother. Uh, wow, what well, a way to end. Mm. Yeah, it is a way to end. So, all right, folks. So, uh, just to, to balance things out, I am going to make another video and explain to my subscribers and to YouTube um, the importance of not being a Pharisee, basically, mm. and uh, and what the problem is, what the issue is with the community guidelines, where where the community guidelines go wrong, and and how they are um, basically uh, self righteous, um, false morality, mm. and uh, I'll explain that so that they do understand. Anyway, remember, keep your mind sharp, your heart pure. We'll see you next video. We'll catch you on the flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. We want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. It's a blessing to have you. We hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and to tune in and share away with others that might be interested. Uh, we wanted to thank our families for supporting us, especially our wives put up with us. They allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God and uh, in return they help us as well and they keep us accountable. It's a blessing to have them in our lives. So we want to especially thank them. I uh, also want to thank uh, our church, uh, friends and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about. I uh, want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us and uh, it's a blessing to have them other than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Uh, we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you. Stay